Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And I've been someone for the last few weeks that have been telling you the Chiefs are not a dangerous team this year. They're just dangerous in the eyes of everybody because of who their quarterback is. And we all know how great their quarterback is. But this Chiefs team, they are reminding me like a football team from a few years ago. And that football team are the 2019 New England Patriots, who had a good record. They won uh, 12 games, and then come playoff time, they lost the first game of the playoffs with Tom Brady to Tennessee. When Mike Vrabel walked in, it ended up being the final game of Tom Brady's career in a Patriots uniform, because the year after that, Brady went into free agency, and he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that team got off to a really good start in the Patriots. Then they showed you some signs of weakness down the stretch. You knew there was no one really on the offensive side of the ball that intimidated you because Julian Edelman wasn't 100%. He was hurt. Their offensive line was extremely problematic. And then the other wide receivers were like, who? Remember, that was a year where they had Antonio Brown for the first two games of the season. And then there was a lot that happened with Antonio Brown. And the Patriots had to get rid of Antonio Brown. So you could see that team in New England. And it was it's similar to the way that most people are going to talk about Kansas City. Where when you watch them, you're saying, wow, that's not really a good team. But your eyes and your brain then says to you, wait, but they have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Andy Reid. So they're always going to have a shot. And Kansas City even though I don't trust them, as long as they have 15, they could beat any team in the NFL. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you will do something. And even in a year where it's open, football is still up for the taking, and we don't have a lot of clarity because whenever we fall in love with the team, they lose. Look, everyone fell in love with the 49ers, and they lost to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And watch. Now everyone's going to fall in love with the Baltimore Ravens, Would it shock anyone if Miami walked into Baltimore this weekend and beat Baltimore? It wouldn't. And I absolutely love what the Baltimore Ravens have done from start to finish so far this season. But I see Kansas City, and there's just more and more signs by the way that they play that, yes, a year ago, we had a similar conversation where it's, oh, Kansas City's vulnerable. Kansas City's not as good as they once were. Kansas City misses Tyreek Hill. And they still found a way to win playoff games, two of them, get to the Super Bowl, 
be down by 10 at halftime, and then come on back, beat the Eagles, and you had another Lombardi trophy going to Kansas City. But that is extremely tough to replicate in back-to-back years when there are similar problems from what you had last year, and everyone got a year older, and it seems like their lack of talent on offense has become a bigger issue. And a big key to them is getting Isaiah Pacheco back. And you saw him get a touchdown yesterday. Because outside of Kelsey, and Kelsey, he is not having a great season. There is some sign of decline with Travis Kelsey. And still, Travis Kelsey is one of the better tight ends in the NFL. But you saw him drop a football the other day. And they went back and they did the same play on a screen pass. It didn't make any sense. And there's been some big drops with Travis Kelsey. But when you still have a good player in Kelsey with a great player in Mahomes, you need another spark. And Pacheco is probably their most intimidating offensive player outside of 15 and 87. And he came back yesterday, ran some wildcat play, and then got hurt. And really the Chiefs season was kind of summarized in one video. And it was Isaiah Pacheco going to the bench to get checked out. He goes on the medical uh, inside the medical tent, and they didn't get the tent up yet, and he's uh, he's on a table, and he fell right through the table. Like, that's like even the tables aren't working in Kansas City right now, and it's a problem. And you see a spell being casted on this team, and I've seen this before, where they give me a new producer, and it's a, it's a new dog, but it's the same old tricks. Because I saw this with my last producer in Hot Take Hickey, where any team he would touch, they would turn to crap. They would turn to garbage. And Samter leaves one crappy team in the Jets, and he gets on board the Kansas City Chiefs bandwagon, and they don't have a prayer to get to the Super Bowl this year. Samter, you are the one to blame. Like, we are lucky we don't have to go to Kansas City this year. Like, I love my time going there to the draft. But if we had to go back there for the draft this year, whenever the Chiefs lose in the playoffs, let's say divisional round weekend or conference championship weekend, whatever it is, you would be public enemy number one. Now, actually, some people may say it's Taylor Swift these days because I lived a similar fight. When Tom Brady first uh, had a little bam chicken went went time with Giselle Bunchen, the Patriots stopped winning. Now, all of a sudden, Taylor Swift, and this is not an anti-Taylor Swift take. I like Taylor Swift. I don't want the Swifties coming after me. But there are some people saying, ever since Taylor Swift's having a little bam chicken went went time with their tight end and Travis Kelsey, Maybe his priorities are lined up in a different place, and now Kansas City is going to go through their period of not winning games. So I'm looking at this, and I'm not blaming Taylor because I don't want the Swifties coming after me. I'm blaming you. Like, you look like you just robbed a bank with how you're dressed up today with that hat. You're robbing the Chiefs of more Super Bowls because you elected to go join that team and be a part of that fan base. I mean, you can say what you want. We still haven't even hit the playoffs. And they lost if you to the Raiders. To, if you had to ask me who I trust more in the postseason, Patrick Mahomes and that offense and Lamar, or Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Just 
Wait till you see what happens, right? Okay. The Ravens will clinch the one seed. They'll get to the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs will roll into Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes will throw for 300 yards. Lamar Jackson will be down in the fourth quarter. He won't be able to bring the team back with his arm. And the Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl. This is what happens every single time. It's what happened against the Titans. It's what happened against every time Lamar Jackson gets to the playoffs. He looks great in the regular season. He's like Peyton Manning, except without as good of an arm, without as good of a passing game. He's going to get to the playoffs. He's going to go down early again against some team, and he won't be able to come back. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs Why, are going to do what they wait, do wait, every wait. single year. Wait, wait. But even if you're right that the Ravens come up short, why should we then still trust that Kansas City is going to be better than everybody else? That defense, which I gave a lot of praise to early in the season, they're not starting to look too hot. They're making uh, like these mistakes that we've never seen them made before. Like, two touchdowns in seven seconds, a pick six, and then you had the – the, the other touchdown as well, and this has been a disaster, and this offense right now sucks. This is not a good offense, and you see the look on Patrick Mahomes' face. Other years, like last year, he never looked frustrated. This year, he looks frustrated. This team was 7-3, and three. actually 7-2. and two. Then they lost to Philadelphia. They were 7-3. and three. They played a crappy first half against the Raiders. Then they came alive in the second half. They got to 8-3. and three. They lost to Green Bay. They lost to Buffalo. Then they beat the Patriots. Oh, gee, my. Oh, gee, golly. What a win against the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots won this week. Okay, against a fraudulent Broncos the, team. There goes with, with Caleb the Williams. A, Sorry, buddy. There goes Caleb Williams. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. But you you were going up against uh, the Broncos who have a coach and a, a uh, quarterback who don't like one another. And they're both getting paid a lot of money and a lot of draft picks were given up by the Denver Broncos to get that coach and the quarterback. And then you go up against the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell, and you lose that game. That is now one, two, three, four losses since November 20th. The Chiefs don't get six losses in a season. Everybody goes through ups and downs in their season. This is a big down. This is not just up and down, little seesaw it's ride. One week games, off. It's fine. They're, it's they're the defending champions. They've won twice in four years. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Okay. Right, they're going through a down period, just like the Eagles are going through a down period, just like the Bills look hot right now, and they're going to fall flat in the playoffs like they always do, like Lamar Jackson always does. It's, I mean, it's the NFL. Like, you know, the regular season is what the regular season is. Come playoff time, single elimination. This ain't the NBA, my it's gonna be, It's going to be Chiefs and 49ers. We all know it. It's, it's not no, even we, a question No, we, we don't, point. because you know who you sound like? You sound like me in 2019. Oh, we see this song and dance all the oh, time with Tom Brady. That, that's a terrible, terrible insult. Please never compare me to you again. You should be honored to be compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Whose show are you on? I don't want to be that jerk. But but what does this screen say behind me? What's the name of the show? My vision is a little bit hazy after all the food from this weekend. Oh, I, well, it says something well, like Samter, Samter, something. Carlos, I know you have two working eyes. Well, what does this uh, say right behind me? Zach Gelb show. Oh, that's right. You know, don't come into my house and don't urinate on my carpeting. Don't be a bad dog. I will say this. I'm in charge of cutting up all the tape and all the uh, all the clips for yeah. the show. So, you know, you know, it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. don't piss off the server at the, at the restaurant. Don't piss off the guy who's going to put out all the social media That's stuff for fine. you. That's fine. You, you want to you wanna, uh, do something wrong and do something dirty to my food? I'll get the last laugh on this one. That's A-OK, Samter. Don't you worry. You hit low. I'll hit lower.
Don't you worry. And it's tougher to get lower than you. About to but say, I'm you can't flexible. get much lower than me at this I point. I am flexible. If we're going to go into a down-low competition, <laughs> you're already starting from a, uh, from a far-back position. You know, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. And I'm not going anywhere. But I'm telling you, there's too many signs and there's too many signs of dysfunction with this Kansas City Chiefs team, even in an open year of the AFC, for me to blindly trust them. And you are blindly... And I mean blindly trusting this football team. And in a lot of other years, your argument would have merit because they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But we are now talking about a full month. One, two, three, four, five, six games where this team has been two and four. Those are signs that this is not going to be a super year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, a team that I also have a lot of respect for, the Philadelphia Eagles. There are signs that this team is screwed. They're 11 and 4. Like, it's one thing when the Chiefs are 9 and 6 to criticize them, but when you're 11 and 4, it's tough to criticize a team, especially a team that should get the benefit of the doubt because they were one of the more dominant teams, if not the most dominant team in football last year. And that football team has a lot of good experience. But in the last week, we have heard reports about concern about Jalen Hurts and his leadership skills. We have also, in a win yesterday, and I know it wasn't a pretty win, but we saw Devontae Smith, who's one of my favorite football players ever. I loved him at Alabama. He was visibly upset on the sideline yesterday. We also saw Hassan Reddick, who I knew before anyone knew about Hassan Reddick. When he was a walk-on, I saw him practice at Temple University, heck, I got the guy's first autograph deal. He was in my car about three, four months before he was getting drafted. Hassan Reddick looked upset with the coaching staff. Something's going on in Philadelphia, and I think we hit the nail on the head last week when we brought on Ike Reese, where last year they were one-on-one. Last year they had elite team chemistry. It seems like there is something more. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate, but it seems like there's something more going on behind the scenes because – Let's just say you want to take the Samter approach where a team gets the benefit of the doubt. The regular season's really irrelevant, which is tough to do in the NFL, and they'll just turn it on come playoff time. That's like an approach you could take. But Philadelphia is clearly showing you and talking and giving you signs that something isn't right this year. And I don't know what changed because I was in that locker room at times last year. That locker room, it was Amazing to see from veterans to rookies how everyone was just coming together and they were elite with team chemistry. And now at 11 and 4, with still everything in front of you, this team looks lost. Here is Devontae Smith after the game talking to the media. Just listen up because he was one of the players that was clearly irate after the game on the sideline. 11 wins, we're not playing good football right now. As as an offense, we're not where we want to be. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not satisfied. Yeah, we got 11 wins. I'm not happy. It, it needs to be better for what I want to do, what everybody else in here wants to do, where we want to be. We're nowhere near that, so no, I'm, I'm not happy. Is that kind of the sense you get from a lot of your offensive teammates? Uh, I think that's pretty much anybody in here, man. They'll probably tell you the same thing. We know we can be, and we know we're not there yet, and we have a lot to do. And also in that Jeff McLean article, it said they were one of the worst 10-1 and teams, right? People felt that way, that they were one of the worst 10-1 and teams, and there were so many issues, and one of the unhappiest was the exact phrase. 10-1 and teams that they've ever seen. Since then, they are 11-4. and They got blown out by the Niners. 
They got blown out by the Cowboys. They allowed Drew Locke, Drew Locke, to go 92 yards down the field in the final 90 seconds. And then yesterday, they beat the Giants, but the Giants stink. Stink. Like, you went from Tommy Cutlets to Terod Taylor. That's just a bad football team. This Eagles team, and I usually give them the benefit of the doubt, right? I have a lot of ties to Philadelphia, going to Temple, living there for eight years of my life. Like, I love Philadelphia, but I don't trust this team. And some of the whispers that people were saying when they were 8-1, and 9-1, and 10-1, and one, it's playing out right in front of our eyes that even in what feels like a wide-open year in the NFL, I don't trust this team to come together as one in the final few weeks of the season. Do you think this is more of a Sirianni issue, a Jalen Hurts issue, or is this a deeper thing than just Sirianni and Hurts? It's, it's almost inconceivable to me with how much Jalen Hurts. Inconceivable. Yeah, it's inconceivable to me. Why, you, you, you've never heard that word before? No, you've never seen The Princess Bride before? Oh. Yeah, you missed that reference. I got it right away. Sorry. You know, Inconceivable. I, I don't I, think I, that word means what you think it means. I, I, I do not have a, a kid. <laughs> um, not that I know of. <laughs> um, and then also... But you never watched it as a kid? I've seen that movie about... What movie? The Princess Bride? No. You've never seen The Princess Bride? No. Never seen Princess That's Bride. A mistake. Now, at this point in your life, if you watch it, you're not going to appreciate it. You have to watch it when you're younger. Yeah. But it is one of the five greatest movies ever made. My favorite children's movie. It's is... not a children's movie. What do you mean? It's not a children's movie. It's it's great if you're younger, but it's not a children's movie. What is it rated? I think it's PG thirteen. Okay. It, it might be R because there's killing. <laughs> I don't think the Princess Bride is rated R. Now I know nothing about the movie, but just based off the name, it's tough for me to imagine that's a rated R movie. But my favorite uh, children's movie is Mulan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mulan. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Ha! It's amazing, uh, amazing movie. But um, to answer your question, it's inconceivable to me with the way that these teammates talked about Jalen Hurts last year, that Jalen Hurts is the main problem. Like, can he improve some leadership things? Absolutely. So maybe it is more of a Sirianni problem. And Sirianni was one of those, like, wild card hires because we didn't really know much about him. And he's an acquired taste. And that could work. Like, look at what's happening with Dan Campbell and, and Mike McDaniel. And Sirianni, right, they got off to that slow start. He had that wacky flower speech, and then they made the playoffs. Last year, they got to a Super Bowl. But sometimes when you are a player's coach, and Sirianni is a player's coach, this guy wears the jerseys of his players sometimes to games. Are you a player's coach that when you need to control the room and give it to your players, they respect you? Or are you a player's coach where they just look at you as a doormat and walk all over you? And I don't know the answer to that. But that team has too many veterans, too many guys that have won, and too many guys that have great success in this league for it to look this bad. And that's the alarming part to me, that it seems like there's no control of that locker room. And just a year ago, that was the best team chemistry out of any team in the NFL. And PFF won't tell you any of those stats, right? And this is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. That wasn't nice. All righty, we will uh, take a break. Uh, Samta brought up the Broncos. It's clearer and clearer that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson don't like each other, and they don't seem to be this great match. What's going to be the future of the Broncos? We'll talk about them next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, welcome back in. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is a great movie. Mulan. Phenomenal. Top of the list. This is one of the more underrated Disney movies of all time. It's kind of like Lamar Jackson. You know, it doesn't get enough praise. It's great. It's phenomenal. All it does, it's wins. And then there's still like idiots that, that won't give it praise. That, that's the way that I would perfectly describe it. I'm sure Tony in Toronto is going to call back up. Mulan sucks. I'd rather have 15 other movies than Mulan. I, I could hear it now coming from Tony in Toronto. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I'll make a point. Uh, about the Broncos in just a second, but let me hit up Michael in Las Vegas next up on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, what's happening? Zach, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you got it, Mike. What's cooking? Um, a couple quick stats. Aiden O'Connell, four rushes, minus four yards. Mahomes, 10 rushes, 53 yards. Lamar Jackson, seven rushes, 42 yards. My question is, are we doing the same thing we did last year? I'm worried about O'Connell. Like, we scored zero points two weeks ago against Minnesota. I thought we could have put Jimmy G in. I thought he would have had a better chance to win that game. That was Wait, you, you won the game against Kansas City. Yeah, but we did, he didn't make complete a pass the last three quarters. Yeah, th- that's fine. Uh, so, Michigan, when they went up against Penn State, didn't complete a pass in the second half. They won the well, game because okay. they, they ran what the ball down their throats and played great defense. My, my question, Zach, is, is Antonio Pierce not making the right decisions? Are we doing – I thought they could have put in Jimmy G against Minnesota. Are we saving him or something again? Like we Well, Jimmy G stinks, like, Mike. Jimmy G should never be the quarterback. I, I, I say this as someone that is a Patriot fan. When people okay, want to join. No, wait, no, Mike, this is how this works. You speak, then I speak. You don't just cut me off after three seconds. I'll let you speak. But when people wanted Jimmy G to come back to New England, I said, why? The guy is an average quarterback. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just said, Zach, it's not that he doesn't run. He, he doesn't have the threat of running. I'm talking about Aiden right now. He had one play where he had like 10, 15 yards for first down, and he threw it into traffic. We don't have the threat of running, so none of the defenders, they never, they don't even care. They don't even come up. They just give him. I want a running quarterback. That's my point. Okay. So you think Jimmy G is, is a great alternative who is, who is made no, of glass? That, 
partic- no, that particular game, I thought he had a better chance to win. I want Justin Fields. Okay, That's we'll see. If, we'll see if the Bears end up trading him, Mike. But I got. Can you just like? It's amazing to me how you have a fan of the Raiders, who the Raiders are not a good team. You have this good story with Antonio Pierce. I don't believe in Aiden O'Connell. You guys won the damn game yesterday. You beat the Kansas City Chiefs 20-14. to 14. No one in America thought you were winning that game yesterday. Heck, I had an Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown and hit. I had the Eagles money line, which I knew was going to hit. I had the Kansas City Chiefs money line. It's going to win me like 150 bucks yesterday. And... I should be annoyed that the Raiders won the game because it screwed up my parlay, but you're a Raiders fan and you don't really have a quarterback and you want, I guess your point is you wanted to see Jimmy G get a chance a few weeks ago up against the Vikings when they scored no points, but then they scored 60 something points against the Chargers and now they beat the Chiefs and we're still bitching about the quarterback. Like that's an off season conversation. The only conversation right now about the Raiders should be this. Antonio Pierce deserves that job. And the only way he shouldn't get that job is if Jim Harbaugh wants that job. If Jim Harbaugh says, I want to stay at Michigan or I want to go somewhere else, then Antonio Pierce should be the coach of this team. And this is a guy in Mark Davis, friend of Samter, by the way, where Mark Davis a few years ago could have kept Rich Basaccia. And I'm not saying Rich Basaccia should ooh and ah anybody. But he had that team in the playoffs. When he took over a dysfunctional situation that was more than just dysfunction with football. And they elected to bring in Josh McDaniels. So learn from your mistakes. I'm not saying Antonio Pierce is the only guy you have to consider. But the only name that I hear right now that I think is realistic Because you know Belichick's not winding up there. So the only other name is Harbaugh. And if the Raiders hire Harbaugh, I think that would be a phenomenal move. But I don't think it's likely. And if he's not the guy, then it has to be Antonio Pierce. But it's not as if Raiders fans the last 20 years have had much to cheer about. So here's my advice to Michael in Las Vegas. Who cares who's playing quarterback? I'm not saying that's your long-term who cares, but for the rest of this year, who cares? And don't criticize Antonio Pierce for just working with what he has because what he's working with is the same thing Josh McDaniels had, and Antonio Pierce has been better than Josh McDaniels. But it's, once again, inconceivable to me that a Raider fan doesn't have only positive things to say when they call a national radio show after what did transpire yesterday, defeating Kansas City. Oh, yeah, by the way, without Josh Jacobs. And I know Zamir White goes for 145 yards, but I don't, like, I'm good with having my quarterback having some mobility. I don't need my quarterback to be this run-first quarterback. Like, there's reasons to say why Aiden O'Connell isn't the guy. I don't think anyone actually believes Aiden O'Connell is the guy. But for it to be, oh, he doesn't run the ball, and he was four rushing yards yesterday, or four carries for negative four yards. I don't even remember where they were in the game. Maybe there were some kneel downs at the end of the game, too, like whatever it was. For us to basically say that that's the reason why you are so upset today, then I don't think you're ever going to be happy as a football fan. 
Your team is not a good team. And they just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not like your organization has a ton of victories the last 10 years against Kansas City. Enjoy them when they happen. But this offseason, yeah, you have to address the quarterback. You have to find the quarterback. And you also have to not mess up this head coaching hire in this head coaching cycle. Uh, let me ask you this, Samter. Do you think Antonio Pierce should be the next head coach full-time on a permanent basis of the Las Vegas Raiders? Unless they can get, like, a grand slam home run. Unless, like, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, somebody mm-hmm. who I think is, like, an elite, elite-level yeah. proven head coach, then, yes, I think it should be Antonio Pierce. And we could just toss out Belichick because Belichick is a McDaniels guy. They just went through the McDaniels experience. I do not think with the options that Belichick will have be, uh, will have available – that Belichick would consider the Raiders, even though he loved those facilities when he's out there doing joint practices. You don't think he wants Tom Brady as his owner? <laughs> oh, that would be another thing. But I don't think that's official yet, too. That's always a thing that we think is going to happen, but it hasn't become official yet. Yeah, that that's another good point as well. I, I really do genuinely believe the only other name out there is Jim Harbaugh. And if it's not Jim Harbaugh, then it should be Antonio Pierce. Because I don't see a name that has a proven track record or a name that's out there that's a slam dunk better hire right now than Antonio Pierce. And eventually, you got to get the quarterback because a lot of times with coaches, you're only as good as the players that are around you. And they don't have a quarterback on the roster, but to sit here as a Raider fan and go, oh, should we go back to Jimmy G or you know, should we bench? Like, okay, it doesn't matter who you're playing at quarterback. And Jimmy G is not that dude. He's not the answer. And it was stupid on McDaniel's part to give him the contract that they uh, gave him. And they need to get him on out of there or just have him be fine with holding the clipboard and, and taking all that money. You got to go get a new quarterback this offseason. All righty. I got to get to the Broncos. I'm concerned about the Broncos. The Broncos have been one of those teams, and it's year one. Year one to me is a wash. But they were really bad. Then they got hot. I was skeptical of them when they were hot, but they kept on winning. And now they're coming back down to earth. And we saw this two weeks ago when they got blown out by the Lions. Where I'm not saying you have to beat the Lions, you just have to have a pulse. But you saw an issue on the sideline between Sean Payton and then also Russell Wilson. And a lot of us looked at that situation and said, there's something to it. And James Palmer made a great point from the NFL Network. Where he was on with us, he said, I don't think they love each other, but I think they found a way to work together and be professional. But if you're at that stage already, you're one in the marriage. And that's why I made the joke back to James. It sounds like a couple that just got married and three months into their marriage, they're already in couples therapy. Like it doesn't seem in the honeymoon phase that if you're already in couples therapy, that that's going to be a relationship that ends up lasting. And you you did see that pop up against the Patriots. The Patriots are a terrible football team. And I say that as a Patriot fan. You are at home, you're at mile high, and you lose to that team. And I know it's more than just a quarterback and more than just a coach, but I think when you have a performance like that and you have a game where you lose to the Pats, maybe it's a carryover effect of just awkwardness in that organization where something happened the week before with Sean and Russ, and then it carried over into the next week. Ultimately, They're going to give this a go for another year. It's too much to get rid of Russell Wilson right now, and they gave up too much to get him. But I really do wonder this time next year how we're talking about it. 
And you know Sean is someone that it's it's almost his way or the highway, and he's very demanding. I think he has tolerated Russ, and at times Russ has looked like a good quarterback, and he's vastly improved from where he was a year ago. But I think because there's not love in that relationship, eventually, maybe a year from now, Sean's going to look to go get his guy for the future. Because they're not going to get rid of Sean Payton first. They're going to get rid of Russell Wilson first because Russ was already there. And then they basically handed over the franchise to a guy that's won a Super Bowl as a head coach in this league. Let me ask this to Pat Boyle, who is uh, sitting to the left of me. What? How do you kind of dissect and interpret year one of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and where you think their relationship is heading towards? Because it was really ugly in the beginning. Then they got hot in the middle. And now down the stretch, when there was actually some expectations... They were fighting on the sideline, or it, let's call it what it is. Sean was berating Russ on the sideline, and Russ was basically tuning him out and not giving him the reaction back. And then they just lost to the pathetic Patriots, and I'm so annoyed that the Broncos couldn't beat the Patriots because my team goes from picking second in the draft to now to fourth in the draft. And I've been wanting losing, losing, losing all football season, and now my team is, is playing themselves out of maybe going to get a quarterback or even Marvin Harrison Jr. But forget about my team. Go go uh, answer the question about uh, Russ and Sean. Yeah, I think that sideline interaction two weeks ago told you everything about where the relationship is right now. It's broken, and I don't think it'll ever – and this started from when Sean Payton came in and, and you know, basically yeah. put his sword in the ground and said, no, 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 I'm the king. <laughs> Russell Wilson's not going to be able to have his guys in the uh, in the building. This is my building. He, you know, shows him up on the sideline for, in my opinion, what was Sean Payton's mistake. You know, I think he got mad with Russell Wilson for what? Rushing up to the line of scrimmage. You could, you're the head coach. Call a timeout if you don't like the look yeah. of things for whatever reason. If you wanted to challenge or whatever the reason was. And then he shows him up on the sidelines. And, yeah, I mean, how do you not beat the Patriots at home? That's embarrassing. <laughs> Bailey is. Zappi. Yeah. Bailey Zappy Zappy. Hour. Zappy hour, baby. Oh, no. We, we are not happy for Zappy. I, I don't think the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson is ever going to be one that's beneficial. For mm-hmm. the for the for both parties or for the Denver Broncos, and I think well, I, you even, have two alphas, you have two alphas who both have egos and both have insecurities, and we know Sean's going to win out over Russ, but there still has to be a level of respect to work together, and I don't think there's a level of respect with Sean to Russ. He respects his game and what he's done in this league, but when you're in his castle, when you're in his building on his turf. It's you do it my way, and I'll tell you what you're doing right, and then I'll definitely tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, let me ask you this. Is Sean Payton going to win the battle between him and Russell Wilson? Yes, because Russell Wilson got humiliated last year, and Russell Wilson was the punchline of every joke, and there's a lot of people that don't like Russell Wilson. True, but he has played a lot better, although it's been more game manager style. But who was his coach when he played better? That is true. That's why I think he's going to win that argument, Sean Payton. You don't think the finances uh, will will win the battle ultimately? Russell Wilson, all the guaranteed money, all the 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 money that they owe him still on what three more years of his contract. I, that's why I think they'll be together next year. They're in couples therapy. You, we all know a couple that is trending towards a divorce, and you're just waiting for that text. You're just waiting for that breaking news alert. You're just waiting for the gossip to spill on over. And in a year from now, that gossip will spill on over. And you know when it, it really could get uh, a little bit interesting? In the draft. Imagine they – remember when well, – you definitely remember. It's not ancient history. The Eagles had Carson Wentz. Yeah. And then out of nowhere in the second round, they drafted Jalen Hurts. Yep. 
watch watch the Broncos this year draft a quarterback in the second round, and then bleep will really hit the fan. I'll just say this. In an AFC West that now looks like it could be the taking for the taking as early as next year with the Chargers headed for a new head coach and Justin Herbert, as great as a lot of us yeah. think he's been, he's been a 500 quarterback. It's still the Chiefs division because the Chiefs will go get a wide receiver. It is still the Chiefs division for now, but with the Broncos catch creeping up on them and the Raiders, you know, if they have a quarterback, mm-hmm. they're a great team. What is the conversation? Are they looking at cleaning house, the Denver Broncos, maybe after next year, if they go through another season no, 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 no. where they are under 500 no, and no, the no. offense can't get things going? They will get rid of Russ, and then... Sean, Sean Payton will have a chance to coach Sean a new will have a chance for life without Russell Wilson. Okay. I, I still thought it was a big-time mistake for Sean to take that job with the Broncos. He wanted the Chargers job, but sometimes when you're addicted to coaching... You don't make the smart decision, and he probably should have stayed at Fox for another year because even though the Broncos have won in the past, I don't think that team is that good. Like, seven wins right now with this team is actually a pretty damn good coaching job because there's not a lot on the offensive side of the ball that intimidates me, and defensively, that secondary was terrible in the beginning of the year, but now they started to uh, turn it around a little bit, I guess. Like, the one player I love on that team is Patrick Sertan. Outside of that, there's not a lot that I love I mean, if with Kareem, this Broncos Kareem team. Kareem Jackson isn't headhunting every other week and yeah. keeping himself on the field. You like him in mm-hmm. that secondary as well. But, like, the wide receivers, like, Cortland Sutton's fine. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, is vastly overrated. Javante Williams has already, you know, unfortunately suffered a, a big injury. It's just not a lot that I love with that team. Alrighty, Zach Gelp here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Coming back with a news brief update time first. Here he is, Pat Boyle. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Alrighty, so Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. And if you recall last week, he was put on the active roster, even though he wasn't going to play this year. And they wanted to keep him on there so he could keep on practicing. Uh, Nick Bauden, the fullback, got cut. I believe they brought him back to the practice squad. It stinks for Nick, but... Then you see who he's uh, married to. Uh, I don't think uh, he is uh, going through any real tough times right now. But this is Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show with the backlash from a player getting cut to make room for him to keep on practicing with the team. We lost the previous week. I was, again, targeting the 24th to come back. So I assumed I was going to go on IR. I asked to be put on IR because, you know, there was a conversation, do you want to practice? And I said, not at the expense of somebody getting cut. Um, I know how this works, and I didn't feel like I needed to practice to continue my rehab. I could do on-the-field stuff on the side, but obviously uh, I got overruled there. You know, it, it is what it is. And yeah, that was a you know interesting situation. I called Nick right away. I just said, hey, I just hope you know this isn't coming from me. I'm, I'm, I asked him to put me on IR, but he actually said, hey, look, I'm vested. I can, I'm getting my money. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. So even if you believe Rogers, And I don't pile on Rodgers like a a lot of other people do. Even if you do believe him that he said to Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, hey, don't activate me. That's almost as if when you're talking to someone and you know what's going to happen, but you want to look like the good guy and you go, oh, don't do this. Uh, No, please don't do it. You don't need to do that. But you know it's going to happen anyway. That's what I kind of look at where we all know who really runs the Jets organization. It's Aaron Rodgers. And even if, let's say, he went to Sal and Douglas and said, don't do this, they knew he knew down deep that they still wanted him to be around the team and practicing with the team. Here is Aaron Rodgers on P. 
people calling him out for not making it back to a return to play for the end of the season. They're still trying to get their jabs in. You know, they're still trying to take a victory lap. That, uh, you know, somehow I couldn't beat yeah. science this time. That's it's right. like, oh, really? I was on the practice field 11 weeks. Oh. I was, you know, in line to to be able to push to play in, in after 14 weeks. So mm -hmm. take it easy on the victory laps and uh, have another jab while you're at it. So is, I guess he's taking a shot. Uh, that wasn't intentional. But I guess he's taking a shot at people that got the vaccine and people were annoyed at him for not getting the vaccine and then lying about it and saying that he was immunized or whatever he said at that press conference. Are there really contingency of people that are taking a victory lap that Rodgers in his alternative way of rehabbing is not back to playing? Like, I, I guess that's what he's, if that's the case, whoever those people are that are celebrating about him not getting back on the field, like they're a bunch of losers because uh, and this is not a pro or anti-vaccine stance. Like I, I got the vaccine and I think Roger's saying, Oh, go take another jab is like insufferable as well. But if you're going to be annoyed with someone for his take on something and then celebrate him not being able to return back because his alternative method didn't work. It's it's, I never thought he was returning to play this year, but it is wild that he was even on the practice field. So a lot of this stuff, it's really insufferable. Like I hate both sides of it and it makes me just cringe. Uh, let's go to Robert Sala on facing his former QB, Joe Flacco. That's going to be the Thursday night game coming up in two days. Jets and Browns. Joe is, uh, I said it, uh, I've said it before, he's like a, a Ford pickup truck. You might not like it in the summer, but in the winter months, uh, December, January, that son of a gun starts humming, and uh, he's playing some really, really, really good football. You know, it's wild, because as a Patriot fan, right, there was always so much respect for Peyton Manning. Then we always knew Eli Manning beat Tom Brady in a big game. But the quarterback I feared the most through that 20-year run was actually Joe Flacco. Because Joe Flacco, the, those Ravens teams were always so tough. And he, even though they didn't always beat the Patriots, Flacco just went to a different level up against the Patriots. Alrighty, these Suns, no one has talked about them. They've been injured. They're a game below 500. They've now lost three in a row. They lost last night to the Mavericks. And they are 14 and 15 on the season. Here is Kevin Durant. Oh, what a shame. Courtesy of ESPN. He's frustrated in Phoenix. You talk to people in Phoenix and around that organization, they can feel the frustration with Durant. Part of that certainly is the underwhelming supporting cast. That comes from those massive trades for Durant and Bradley Beal that really gutted uh, the organization and left them you know, having to sign a lot of minimum players to fill out the payroll. And then, and then understanding uh, that they lack the assets, the draft picks, the, the trade capital to go out and really improve this team. So that was uh, Adrian Wojnarowski talking about how KD is frustrated. I don't care if KD is frustrated. He made his bed. Now he has to lie in it. And what killed KD is when he was in Brooklyn, he picked Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was the wrong choice. And he could never have an honest conversation with Kyrie that it was him, you know, it being Kyrie and not actually Kevin Durant wanting out of Brooklyn, but now he's go he goes to the Suns, and now he's frustrated in Phoenix. Uh, this guy's going to be frustrated wherever he goes, and he should have never left the Warriors, but he felt like he had to leave the Warriors because he was annoyed about the criticism that was given to him when he was winning all these championships, winning all these final MVPs, when he embraced the role of a villain, and you should have just kept that role of the villain. Instead, he felt like he had to leave, and now Charles Barkley is probably right. Even though KD is an all-time great player, some guys are just better 
when they are the bus rider rather than the bus driver. And finally, here's Devin Booker calls out his teammates' effort. Doncic with the steal. Booker giving chase. And Luka gets the lane. Aren't you running back? So there you go. That encapsulates really all the problems with the Suns. You have Doris Burke on the call, and then you hear a hot mic pick up. You're going to miss a shot and you don't run back? Oh, man. What a shame. What a shame with the Suns. Seems like the sun is setting really early with the Phoenix Suns this year. Jeez Louise. That's a disaster. And it just shows you right now, nobody really cares about the NBA regular season. Because that team is polarizing. That team went out. They got stars, right? They got Bradley Beal. I know he's been hurt. You have Kevin Durant. Now, Devin Booker, someone that is uh, very easy to root for. But they are right now the 11th seed. They would even be in the playing tournament right now. And they're 14 and 15. They'll eventually turn around. They'll make the playoffs. But, man, I have not heard a pin drop about them until I saw this Woj thing from the other day. Zach Gelb shows CBS Sports Radio. Two hours in the books. We're coming on back. One more hour to play when we do return Two teams that are usually losers are now two of the better stories in the NFL. We talk about their great times next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.